Hello and welcome to another episode of Wisecrack with us, Fren and Fabienne, and our semi-co-host Adi. We're gonna talk wise shit, but you crack you up in the meantime. Sit down, grab a glass of wine, because it's going to be very juicy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're gonna talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, We're gonna talk about wine, life in general. And first, Adi, like we have episodes every week. And Adi, what do you do? So, I am a wine connoisseur. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I have a wine shop. I used to have some restaurants. I did all kinds of things. And um, yeah, you guys asked me to sit here and talk a little bit more about wine. So that at least there's something fun to listen to during this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, that's me. That's just it. The old grump- grumpy uncle. Yeah. Uncle Ari. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Fabian, what do you do? Um, so yeah, before Amsterdam, I just traveled the whole world around for modeling and then Corona hit. So now I got stuck here. Where are you from originally? Uh, like a little town, <laughs> not far away from here. Call it. <laughs> Call it Nordwijker Hout. Yes. Oh, by the beach. Nice. By the beach. Oh, you actually know it. Little. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't even know it, so... <laughs> Then, what about you? What brought um, you to us? Well, I think it's quite boring. But anyway, I've been living in for five year, years in Amsterdam and just studying really some modeling on the side. But what do you study? Uh, creative business and then specializing in digital media. So no, right up your alley. Exactly. Right up my alley what we're doing right now. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my yeah. first dirty joke. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely not the least one. <laughs> all right cool well today we're gonna have our first pilot and we're just gonna talk about corona and the hospitality in particular actually like the hospitality yeah, let's not talk too much lockdown. corona but mostly hospitality lockdown hospitality lockdown exactly way more interesting topic obviously exactly but before we start we always start with a short glass of wine well not a short glass of wine but a short five minutes to talk about a glass of wine that Adi picked for us today so what do you have for us what's the pick of the week um so uh today i thought we'll start at the basics not at the basics of wine but at the basics where it all started in history so we're drinking a georgian wine because georgia as you may or may not know is the First country where they ever fermented grapes, at least where it's recorded, to make an alcoholic beverage. Um, a man called Alexander the Great, who was a big, I think he was Armenian, but he was a Greek uh, warlord. Also, he's got Persia. He was very in fond of Persia. And on his travels back, he brought back wine and grapevines. Um, because he saw people making wine there, and um, so it's the oldest recorded wine history in the world he brought it back to greece the romans took it from greece and took it to france and germany and all the other countries in italy of course and um the weird thing about the georgian wine history is that it has a big interlude because since the soviet revolution it wasn't allowed to make wine yourself anymore but before every every family would make wine in their cellars in their gardens they used these big clay pots called quefries which they bury in the ground they would generally just chuck in the grapes, smoosh them up a bit, let them ferment for six years, pump it off, and uh, apresto. 
Six years though? Six months, sorry. Oh, I was already like, what the hell? That's long. That's, that's long like some. <laughs> I'm old. I, Vodka I think like. differently. <laughs> no, six Why? months, six months. Yeah, Otherwise, you get too wait. much tannin. Is this. You said something about the orange. They used to be always orange. Wasn't in it? In Georgia, they still only make practically orange. White wine is a thing that's mostly an invention of the last, say, 150, 200 years. Yeah. Before, it was mostly just chucking grapes together, let them ferment on the skins um and then press it and then you have wine and you could put out extra alcohol into it to, to fortify it like port or mm -hmm. things like that so you can keep it for longer and you can take it on travels over the world um but because in 19 i think it's 1915 1916 uh the russians prohibited the use of or the making of uh, wine in georgia uh, they had to go underground. So these people, they didn't really get into modern techniques. They didn't start using pesticides. They didn't start using sulfide because they had to do it all illegally in some plots behind their farm. Uh, so around 1989, when the Berlin Wall fall, fell, and a couple of years later, when Russia, uh, Georgia became a free country again, uh, at least in the sense of making wine, uh, a couple of guys decided to make a big library of grapevines they went through the whole country took all the grapevines they could find all the indigenous grapes and categorized them did dna research where they used to come from with isotope research and then they would redistribute all the grapevines to the regions where they used to be made so bringing back the oldest wine tradition in the world to a country it's quite a quirky weird thing not a lot of people in europe i think were aware of what was happening um, but since uh, about a year or five or ten, at least it came to my attention. It's mostly due to an American guy called John Wilderman, but maybe we can talk about that another time. <laughs> um, so back to basics. I thought before our first podcast, we had to start with the first country making wine. We're drinking a wine by, it's called Marani, is the word for winery. So this is Tedo's Marani. The guy's mm -hmm. called Tedo. And um, it's a, very classic uh, blend of white and red grapes, so field blend, oh. sort of, of Tafkferi, which is a red grape, Eragazzitelli, which is the world's most well-known white grape for uh, Georgian wines, I think very characteristic. Um, aged together, over uh, fermented together in a quaffery, I think pressed after about four months. He makes quite clean wines for Georgian natural wines for what is concerned. It's very fresh, it's very grapefruity, it's very zesty. Let's That's check. Yeah. The I alcohol. Just to talk about the color is as well. Thirty point yeah. two, actually. Because we're literally really say. looking like it looks like freaking grapefruit juice. Yeah, grapefruit. <laughs> exactly. It really looks like grapefruit juice. Yeah, yeah. Pomelo without the sparkle. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> very juicy. Very fun. Um, you said thirteen and a half percent. Thirteen point two. Whoa. But I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't. No, yeah. it's very light on the palate. Yeah, we should describe. <coughs> so. This wine is fresh or fruity or quirky or a little bit bitter because of the grape. It has a little bit of grapefruit in it. Like no, no, it's not really grapefruit in it, but yeah, the, but like a, I, oh, the I, I, like yeah, maybe that. Yeah, well, the bitterness in wine comes from the grapes and the stems yeah, yeah. and the seeds. Like if you, okay, I had a grandmother who had the weird obsession to take the skins of the grapes before she gave them to us as grandchildren. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, so tough. Hopefully, but there were no seeds. Like, they were like seedless. When, when <laughs> I would get 
Yeah, but seedless is also because if you bite the skin, the the pit, it's bitter. It's bitter, yeah. The tannin and a lot of the the kind of stabilizers in the wine are in the skins and the pits. Mm-hmm. So when they started doing natural wine in France, they found out that keeping the skins in would make it much more easy to make a stable white. So that's actually why orange wine kind of came back into view. In uh, yeah. Yeah, because it's more mm-hmm. because a wine turns orange because you leave the skin in, right? Yeah, it, can, while it doesn't even have to turn orange, but usually that is. The thing. Yeah, that's yeah. the result. Okay, it's like a white white grape. You treat it like a red grape, or is it the other yeah. way around? <laughs> no, no, that's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, so, orange wine is basically uh, green grapes fermented as you would classically or conventionally make red wine. So, if you make white wine, you press the grape, you ferment the juice. And you have wine but if you make a red wine you just squish the you, classically because there's a lot of different methods but classically you squish the grapes you see these old guys standing in a big barrel in france with their feet yeah i was thinking about that thing exactly <laughs> because you break open the grapes you break open the sugar and the yeast and everything and then everything starts fermenting and then you press after whatever time you choose and the longer you keep the skins the more extraction and the shorter, the more juicy, fresh, fleshy, fruity. So yeah. And that's what we have here today. Nice. Lesson number very, one. Very, tasty. One. very, very tasty. Very, very tasty. Wine yeah. based. You can get this wine at Fiasco Wines on the Willemstraat. <laughs> on on exactly. Yeah. If you here is your. I'm plugging myself. <laughs> no, but for sure. No, but if you if you want to go oh, and get some great wines from Adi, who has like great knowledge, like you can hear, go to Fiasco. Fiasco. Oh. Sorry, my bad. Willemstraat. 141, right? In Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. yeah repeat it, repeat it yeah. one more time. No, Fiasco I mean, Fiasco 141. That's exactly, that's, place. Place. That's, that's the place, place to, to go. Be. Yes, exactly. Oh, and then so also nice. you have to tell them when they're open or not. No, you have the luxury now that there's so many places doing this. True. I think uh, that's also maybe to go back a little on how we met. I think that is the cool thing right oh, now. Yeah, for you that's guys, the most funniest you, story. Um, because I think it's the most funniest story how. Francis and I met in the first place, and a year later, our one-year anniversary, we met Adi. Exactly. Yeah, that's and so then funny. Though. This podcast came alive. Yeah, because when did we met Fabian? Well, I was throwing a ha- uh, not even Halloween party, no, a New Year's Eve party, and my best friend brought this girl with her, and I had no clue who she was. <laughs> but the second she walked into the door. The way she looked, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be my friend. She had the same shoes as I have, and I knew she was going to be my best friend. <laughs> oh, that's a wonderful, that's a that's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful character. Yeah. And look at us now. <laughs> and then one year later, one year later we, we went out New Year's Eve together exactly. without the best friend. Yes, our mutual best friend. And yep. our friend, he went to Fiasco, and we were not invited, but we were outside and we we're like, damn it we'll just crush it and that's where we met adi yeah yeah i filled you up with natural wine (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he came up with his stupid idea for a a podcast no that's a joke i I wouldn't be here if i wouldn't think it would be fun exactly well we think it's really fun and like look at us now yeah two months later yeah but uh, then we started talking about that how um this natural wine is really been taken up by young people, guys yep. like you, that go to all these shops, all these bars, spend a shitload of money on a bottle of wine, 
and I think that's very special and very fun to be a part of and I think uh, yeah that's why I want to be a part of this podcast as well yeah that's a cool way yeah, to go exactly well now let's get back to the main topic that we want to talk about the hospitality lockdown exactly what's been happening especially last weekend yeah exactly but what has been happening before as well I mean like we as young people in the city enjoy life exactly going out drinking partying how long have you guys been living in amsterdam well i moved here during corona so i've never been in amsterdam kind of as a normal life so i, I don't know amsterdam differently than this uh, that's so. quite fucking sad that's why <laughs> yeah I, I mean i've been enjoying the fact this. that there's not that many tourists biking my ass off that's why i don't bike but um yeah i don't know it doesn't feel um right yeah obviously it doesn't feel right because i i i <laughs> it's really upsetting yeah um, technically you never experienced a true the true city yeah because it's such a lovely city but i don't know i don't know how, how yeah. else it is i mean you grew up here right no i didn't grow up here but i've been here since i'm 17 and that's actually why you know that's why i said i don't want to talk about covid or qr codes or no, all no. the choices that are involved in this lockdown and the things that no. you know the things that make the wheels go round. but for me it's just sad sometimes to think about when i came to amsterdam when i was 17 it was a very different city it all in all everything yeah. was so much more wild i remember my first tram ride through the Kinkerstraat and just thinking I need to duck because I would sk- be scared of bullets coming through <laughs> the window. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where I live. That's our area. That's where I live, basically. Yeah, well, well, a couple well, of years, honestly, there's been years it's been very different to live in this city. And yeah, I think so too. Like Spandama Beard, where I had my first bar and stuff, it was wild. That's and um, wild, yeah. But on the other hand, man, you could do the fuck what you wanted. You know, there was no Instagram, no Facebook or barely Facebook and you could go to every club there was still alcohol under 18 mm-hmm. uh, and just in general so much more freedom and then that's one thing but if I'd imagine <laughs> I'd be 17 18 gonna live in some shit room in Buitenveldert or somewhere outside <laughs> in the Belmer and you come to study here you can't go to college you know, you cannot uh, go to, yeah. to, to classes. Yeah, yeah. You cannot meet your classmates. You cannot go to uh, like a fraternity or whatever. If, God forbid, some person, sorry, I don't want to be rude, but no, somebody rude, wants to do fine, this. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. then you can't go to a club. You can't go and work in a bar. You can't meet people. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that must be f- pretty gruesome. Yeah, well, that's the problem I have that I miss meeting new people because usually I will go around the cities where I lived in. And I had a costing every day and I would meet at least five people a day. And that's why I'm so stuck now that I'm I'm sitting here for one and a half years, but I feel like I'm not meeting enough people while I am already actually meeting. Exactly, because that's people, the thing. For you, me it feels not like a lot because it's No, you know, I get so what meeting. you mean. That's the thing I feel like which is Yeah, like everybody has their own perspective on it because I feel like you are a very social person and you've been meeting so many new people in comparison to me in these past years. (laughs) And although I've been living over, I think now, almost six years here in Amsterdam, so I've experienced the life before this whole lockdown thing happened, but I feel like, yeah, I I didn't really mind the whole 
down thing. I of course at some point I did like going out and stuff. You missed that for sure. But I, I did I did enjoy the peace for a while for for those first few months like yeah. everything calming down. But I can imagine of course if you're used to meeting it all made me so restless. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you're an extrovert, and I'm an introvert, so that's different as yeah, well. Yeah, that's well, that was also the, the question I wrote. Like in general, how do you think that it affects young people in the city? Yeah, like, well, also for their yeah. how they develop. You know, oh, I was yeah, thinking like I was thinking like sex life. Yeah. Instance, oh like, wow, we no, throw no, that no. under the bus. Yeah, no, <laughs> throw like, us there. I was eighteen, nineteen. Just there was no Tinder. There was no. There was nothing like that. So you just yeah, yeah, yeah. had to go into a bar and hit about on five hundred girls before one would be interested. But that's so beautiful because that's exactly what we are also talking about. Because this is one of the things about another subject we're definitely gonna talk about, okay. like Corona dating. But exactly, yeah. But seriously, yeah. But that happens enough. So that compensates. Then there's a ton of home parties, isn't there? Yeah, of exactly. Course, yeah, but that's the thing. We're people making are creating. Best, yeah, yeah, we're so, making yeah. the best out of it. What is possible? Yeah, I think so, that's more of the thing. So in general, how how do you think it affects young people living here, in a in a good way, in a bad way? Well, do you think they adapt to every situation they put in front of them? I think people adapt to a certain extent like now we live in an a time and an age where like you have those apps like you spoke about so people can still meet up and you can yeah. have those experiences but at the same time you also just want to go out and meet people just randomly like why do I want to sw swipe yeah. left or right and then meet people yeah. or click on that house party to know like oh okay I can go there and then be like hmm, is that really where I want to be or go at you know, it's 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 nice to just go into a bar and then see someone and you're like, oh, but you're actually an interesting person. And I know I wouldn't have met you if you weren't here right now. I do yeah, think that wine-wise has been a very good deal because <laughs> normally people this age, like to come back to myself, that's what I like to mm -hmm. do. <laughs> uh, they, like when I was that old, you'd go to a bar, drink shitty beer, shitty wine, and you didn't give a fuck. True. But now, like people your age, uh, or younger even they do care. Um, no mm. well they do, don't really care but they are not attracted to old school wine shops yeah. so when I need to throw a party they are more looking around Instagram what's cool what's fun what's happening and that's the whole point I think like as you kids 21 years old coming into the shop buying a 20 year old bottle of wine I was like 20 euros man I'd buy five dinners for the whole week <laughs> yeah but that's have a, my diet that's, yeah. Yeah. that's the funny thing that's also... just the way you are as well because I feel like those wines look really good like I feel like natural wines have really attractive labels and that's what that's... you fall for as well Fabian. I know I'm thing. screwed up but I, I need to see it love... visually exactly and that's the thing oh. I feel like those those wines people especially our generation likes like to have something that is unique and isn't and that pretty. common and isn't something that our parents but, used to have but don't you think it comes a little bit also from the whole situation that i don't know so i don't know people honestly went to a wine store that, that usually would never go to a wine store they just buy that shit in the albert Heijn. yeah i never yeah, did because i'm getting really like anxious if i walk through albert Heijn and i see all those wines i'm like i'm lost i'm lost there's so many wines there no, i think you're pretty unique no, but at the same yeah, time, I maybe, think as well that our generation has changed because, I mean, look at us right now. I'm, I know for sure that not all our parents used to buy expensive clothing and stuff. But if you look at our generation right now, so many people are into sneakers or yeah, are into true. designer clothing and are willing to spend 
hundreds of euros, including myself, uh, on, <laughs> and on items that you're like, but are you sure that's worth it? And I think that comes with food and wine. But I think people are more well. about the quality lately because of all, all everything around it, maybe. Yeah, that's but that's... Also more awareness. Yeah, yeah. I think that's basically going things, on like as awareness well. But I think it has to do more with it being a unique item and something that isn't mainstream than it being the quality. Because I don't really think a lot of young people our age per se know that this quality is way better than the quality that they can find in the store. Yeah, well, I've never had a hangover, so... That's good. <laughs> to come back to the, um, to the nightlife situation, oh. I kind of took it off course, so I'll bring it back on. <laughs> yeah, you took it off there. Um, so, last weekend, of course, our... What did we do? What the fuck happened? What the fuck yeah, did we so do? So, it was a pretty uh, tense situation, I felt. I was working in a restaurant even at after. What was last? Was it full, by the way? Yeah, the restaurant was full, but I could tell there was even like people around my generation that did go. Okay, but out what to start? What was yeah, last? What yeah, was for uh, our the, listeners the, the, that are not from the Netherlands? Because nobody, because knows. nobody knows that it's not from the Netherlands. What we're talking about? The Nachtstadel. I mean, it the was nice like a protest in the Netherlands. Because, so yeah, all clubs would like open up. Because they were closed for two years exactly. already. Exactly. How many yeah. years? How many weeks have they been open this summer? Like one or two weeks or something like that. Yeah, months. Because then we got in a big ass Corona wave, and then they had to shut down again. So yeah, it's been I think quite hectic. I think for the last two years, uh, like w- what I told you guys, the last time I've been clubbing was before. Yeah. And I think for most people, they've been a couple of times, or maybe you're diehard,er and maybe catch some festivals. We did go uh, die hard with Amsterdam Dance Event though. Oh we yeah, were like, yeah, we oh, did. we're going now we were going because we day. knew it was gonna close down afterwards. So we were like, okay, let's do it all five days and we just go. And then they decided. And so they decided n- enough to- is enough. I thought it was hilarious to see that the government didn't react to anything, any pleas, any questions, any threats. But then as soon as they dropped, we're gonna do this. Oh yeah, but we're gonna release relief next week. I was like, oh, you yeah. fucking assholes! That is such a that's such a typical political move. Yeah. Um, but, but what happened? So twenty five clubs, at least here in Amsterdam, uh, decided to, yeah. to 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 stand up. And I think it's a very brave and bold move because you don't know what's gonna happen. You know, because a lot of them would be thinking, yeah, they can maybe suspend my permit. And yeah. I can open up next week and maybe they take it at such a point they're going to say, okay, we're going to close you down for a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you don't get any support. Uh, so, I, yeah, I was just wondering, did you guys go into town or did you, did you go to a party or what did you do? What did we not do? No. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> it's not that bad. We just had an amazing pre-party at a club as well. But it's funny because the day before they announced, did you see the news, the police? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, we're not going to do anything. And the day off, they were suddenly, okay, we actually are going to... No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was different like our... Yeah, no, no, no. Different, but it's different entities. So yeah, have, exactly. Yeah. So you have the police, but you have the government, you have the police, you have the, the mayor, and you have the BOAS. Exactly. Uh, and the mayor still controls outside of the BOAS. Some people that are always there, they're called handhavers. There's mm-hmm. the people that, when I used to have a bar and I had trouble with my neighbors, it's like undercover guys, they come down, they measure outside of your bar if you make too much noise. They were still working. That's what yeah. the BOAs, yeah, but the police that we're not gonna control. No. This will be there for safety. And then the BOAs, just the, the guys in uniform from the city, they say, well, if they're not gonna do it, we're not gonna go into a bar. 
Yeah. Yeah, but in Halsma, the the mayor, she said, okay, we're not gonna go in there and shut shit down, but we are gonna find what we can what we see that's happening. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's the risk yeah. everybody was taking. But I'm very, very curious. How was the how was the atmosphere? Was it very like, uh, like lively? Was it a bit tense? The wall, because I was working that day and I had to work in the middle of the ninth streets, and it was so crowded. It was so crowded. And then we went to my friends and had drinks there and dinner. But I they live in the middle of the city center, and it was so crowded. In all bars, they were packed. Was it like a happy energy? Yeah, like was everybody was like, like "Yes, we're gonna pump yeah, it up the whole exactly. night." That was like literally the energy you could feel in the whole city. Yeah, but in like a good way. Yeah, like a good way exactly. We were talking about it the day before, and we were like, "Is it gonna be like this really intense feeling, or like?" Yeah a good happy feeling but yeah but that's the thing i wasn't afraid that it was going to be an intense feeling because people just want to party and want to enjoy themselves they haven't yeah. been able to do this for like how long one and a half almost two years yeah so to be able to know that you can just go out and enjoy yourselves and that was i think the whole reason why the police said as well like we're not going to do anything because why you why do you want to throw a fight and create a tense atmosphere when everything can just be very yeah. peaceful and i think that was exactly what happened like we went to two parties and everybody was so happy and everybody yeah. was so just fully enjoying themselves that i was like it's it was just both parties were such great yeah because vibes. you guys arrived a little bit later as i did in the club we were going to before yeah. obviously True. we're not calling any names out here <laughs> yeah no it's better <laughs> very sad um silent. <laughs> silent but how is it outside because we arrived quite early already because it, it was like a pre-party kind of thing it was insanely busy at light yeah. supply like because when we arrived it was not that busy yet no yeah it was insanely busy and people were trying to get into the club that we were already or you guys were already in because they thought it was already it was going off and that was so funny because at some point before you guys actually got us in like there was an older lady like literally maybe in your and 60s and a guy that wanted to get in but then you see like oh my god like people just really wanted to enjoy themselves no matter what age yeah so and but so it was really really busy we were like oh my god but also the moment the club uh because that was kind of a private event so it stopped at 10 Mm -hmm. and you don't even want to know it was like light supply it was horribly busy. It was yeah, so when we got out, Every, yeah. like everywhere were people biking. It was like insane. They even cut off the trams through the lights of Straat. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, I saw guys lifting on the back of the tram. And no the fucking way. Uh, cut off line two and uh, line twelve. Yeah, because trams got too busy. Yeah. Because the trams were already really busy when when I and our friend came. Mm-hmm. You know, it was already really packed. So yeah. people were just literally coming from out of the city into the city. Yeah, but I, yeah. So then after we had an amazing rave at a secret location. Yeah, that was pretty. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty fun. It was wild. Yeah, it was very. Wild. That was a really. Good it was. One. Uh, yeah, it was a really good one. Yeah, we had to go somewhere, and then we got picked up by a taxi, and then. We went somewhere, and I thought we were not that far away from Amsterdam. Actually, we were quite far away. We were, we were almost in beep beep. Okay. We were don't don't almost... mention location. No, so we shouldn't. Yes, we shouldn't believe that. Well, and how do you do you expect how do you expect it to go from now on? Like, do you see well, things just going back to normal very quickly? Yeah. Well, I honestly because now the news came out today what they want to announce tomorrow in the press conference. So 
to deny. Like they already want to start doing the restaurants and Horika. No, and like from not from from Friday on. Everything this is from Friday until one, right? Yeah, from Friday on, until everything 10. will be uh, on open until one, and from next weekend on the twenty fifth, everything will be back to normal. Mm-hmm. Only not out- above five hundred people, right? No, not yeah. above 500 people. Well, and that's the thing. They were saying like they wanted to do the 1G, so that means that you need to get tested. But they don't want to do that for outside locations. They only want to do that for inside locations above 500 people. Yeah, but like uh, I know that, for instance, if it's a f- under 500 person club, you can go dancing. But if it's above, like Paradiso, they cannot. Yeah. They can only do seated events, mm-hmm. which I think is, yeah, let's not get into it, but it's a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how many can be there in like how many? You, you have more knowledge about these things. How many people can stop in Paradiso, for example? I think fifteen hundred or something. Oh, that's yeah, so it's like yeah. one third. That's really mouth. Well, and I don't know if they can afford it. To open no, I don't know. Yeah, and do you want to stand in Paradiso when it's a well, third? Yeah, exactly. yeah, or a quarter filled? Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> but just just for for young people, I'm just interested. Young people. But I mean more like for me it's a different for me it's a different energy. You know, if I can go it's fun. Yeah. yeah. But I can imagine again, like when you are young, you just start living here, you got all this bulb up energy and you're gonna go fucking mental on it or Yeah, I think a lot of people are actually gonna do that. Well, I mean, I mean I Summer of love. Summer of Yeah, love. well and I mean I think <laughs> if I speak for myself, I went quite yeah. I yeah, well I was I was well, looking how far I could go last last yeah, Saturday, and I, and I, I think I went pretty far because I really mean, far. yeah. But that's the thing: if you haven't had that experience in like maybe one and a half year properly, then you want to have it yeah. at some point, and then you like, I just want to really enjoy myself and just don't give a shit. Yeah, but like I remember when I went to New York in December, I also partied like the whole weekend because yeah. there we could. So I went there. So I kind of already did my thing there, you know? So it was like not all this plugged up energy. In. No, and that's the thing. I, I was talking with our mutual friend about it and we were like, oh, as soon as we are able to do this every weekend again, we're not going to go as hard anymore because you know, yeah, you, you know, know, you can go. No, exactly. But now, you know, you could have like, at least I was like, oh, I can enjoy this weekend. I don't know when I can do this again. Of course, now people say like, oh, we're going to open it. Or the government says we're going to open it again in two weeks. And then you're like, okay, cool. I'm not going to take it yeah, this far there's, anymore. There's so much yeah. talk about, are we ever going to still shake hands? And exactly. Is going to be normal? I think, to be honest, in two weeks, we won't even fucking remember that how corona. weird it fucking was. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, but this is the thing. You're so used to it. Like before, yeah, we you get so used, so easily used, used to, to this and mm-hmm. used to something new because... Yeah. I mean, they're saying like we want to get rid of the one and a half meter distance, but here in Amsterdam, I feel like we already lost it one and a half year ago. So yeah, yeah still people will be partying at home and doing all these things. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, people are trying to make the best out of it, even though we cannot do it. I mean, we're still young, so yeah. Well, I think it's definitely gonna change. I'm really, um, I'm also really curious how it's gonna change. I don't think there will be as much house parties anymore because we can go out again and like from not upcoming week- weekend but next weekend on yeah um, but that's maybe partying but on the other hand like imagine you th- the sorts of wines and sort of food you've been enjoying oh that will continue yeah. oh yeah. i'm gonna yeah. enjoy yeah. that but yeah no but that's the weird thing like as well what i feel i feel like this is not gonna stop i go us, out for dinner and then i'm just i'm like what the fuck that bottle of wine is like 100 euros 
Are you even just gonna drink beers tonight and go home and then drink the same bottle for thirty dollars <laughs> after dinner? Instead of yeah. going back down. I'm not a very cheap motherfucker, but this is kind of like I've been even been spoiled. Like yeah, yeah, I think like the bottle of wine we're drinking now here it's twenty five euros, but if you go to an average restaurant, sixty five, seventy bucks. True. Yeah, true. But that's the thing, like, like people... for restaurants, how that's gonna yeah how that's gonna affect them. I'm yeah, because curious. I mean, yeah, you me don't. Too. You only have one bet- budget to spend, right? Exactly. So now we were at home. So if you go out that one time, you can spend that sixty-five euros on a bottle of wine. But if you now go out every weekend, you might have to spend that sixty-five euros over four weekends if you want to do that every weekend. And then you have yeah. to calculate it brother. I mean, like we're in a privileged position, Fabian, and yeah. you too, Adi. I think we're all in a, quite a privileged, privileged position that we Just can do stuff like for that me, please <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean that we can drink these bottles of wine and enjoy yeah. it and, and do it on this do that on the side and probably we'll still be able to incorporate that with our but i think we also had this conversation like last week like i'd rather have like m- like a more beautiful diner or uh like a beautiful wine and then not do it for another month or you know do like go out for it every evening and eat shitty food like i'd rather have quality over quantity yeah, but you guys are also are in a position that you have a pretty big social life yeah and you yeah. do a lot of things on the side and um i was wondering how you how you think it maybe affected some some people that have that maybe less so well, uh, yeah. how, how it affected maybe like mental health pre- people and their evaluation yeah. and development as a person um well, I mean, I've been seeing you guys, like I'm not in school, but you guys are, you're just, and I saw it with my previous roommate, like everybody, she's just sitting in her room all day and not doing anything. Like I go out, you know, I go out for a walk and do my workouts and that's keeping me sane, like meet people for a coffee and try doing other work on the side. But like, I see you guys just going full time, like not leaving the house. Like for me, I'm going nuts. Yeah. But that's the thing that was for us as well. Like. I remember when I started living uh, with our mutual friend that I was like, at some point, us being in a home together was driving me nuts as well. Like, I remember when we went this winter into like a full lockdown and everything was closing again. Normally, I would go to Soho House and work there. Yeah, exactly. And the moment that I knew that wasn't going to happen, and then I started my internship and stuff, I was like, shit, like, what am I going to do now? I, I, I want and feel the urge. Urge to leave the house. I don't need to connect per se with people, but just to be around other people. Yeah, yeah, just the feeling of having it around you. Yeah, and just be able to leave the house and just to go somewhere to work. That's just comforting. So it, of course, I'm, I'm like. Have you had any people in your in your like environment that have had more <laughs> difficulty struggling with this? Um, yeah, I think so. Like, I think I have a few family members that struggled a bit more with that um just not not or like not having a job because they were working like you know in a in a restaurant or in a bar and that being closed down and now they're studying and not being able to go anywhere right. other than the house um and then yeah them being like oh what can we do you know and then you know there's not a lot going on not a lot of house parties going on or, or anything in general so I think it, it and that I feel like it's still not that bad, but I feel like there are a lot of people that we don't even know that yeah. have a really bad situation of just maybe yeah. moving just into the city, not knowing anyone. Because yeah, yeah. there's the, the, there are researches, especially for the second lockdown, which has proven that there's many more like young people between t- 15 and 24 
who have started using antidepressants. Oh yeah, yeah but the drug crazy. use has gone up. Yeah, yeah that, and that's and especially that's, because yeah. it's so easy to get an like, yeah, but it's antidepressants, you know. But that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like we said before, like I think we always try to make the best out of it, and like we try to see each other like every weekends or at mm-hmm. least do a dinner together and keep each other updated every time again. And yeah. then you guys start living together, so I would literally be your baby there. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's so much like of course I think when you're around 18, 19, 20 yeah. you yeah. experience a lot more feelings of yeah, darkness definitely. and aloneness than you did before. But if I'm I curious th- if you like there's these research that say that there's a big incline yeah. in this. No, but if yeah. I think yeah. about I it, if I if I would have started living here if this would have happened, this whole lockdown situation in the time period that I started living here, I would have had the shittiest time ever. Because I came into this city and I uh, started living here just in the last year of finishing a study, a fashion study that I did. And after that, I started traveling and stuff, but I didn't have a lot of friends around. But if I wasn't able to work yeah. or do uh, or go out or do anything else, I think I would have had the shittiest time. I, I honestly don't know how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> no, genuinely, I, I would. So I can't wait until lockdown is over. Yeah, but that's the thing. You are very it social, and you have friends. Like, exactly, what's it is gonna happen over. with me? Yeah. It's all over. There's no curfew. It's all There's good. No curfew. Now, what's gonna happen to Fabian? We're done. Yeah. I'm here so. every night. <laughs> you're the, you're here anyway, so. Uh, oh yeah, wait. I'm here. Where's it? How many days have been here already? <laughs> it's not that bad yet, but it's still Tuesday, so. Yeah. Exactly. You never know what's gonna end. Yeah. No, but I'm just very looking forward to what's going to come, you know. I mean, I feel like this is just a chapter of lockdown that everybody needs to end. And yeah. everybody that is able now to enjoy it in the fullest way, just go and do it. Go to those parties, go to those festivals. I mean, be social out there right now. I mean, now is literally the time, you know. I hope lockdown isn't gonna come it's also the time if you're young if you're like a, a up-and-coming artist yeah you can't do any expositions if you're a young and upcoming musician or a dj yeah you've had no development stuck. of doing but anything and yeah i think that could be quite rough if i'd be in that kind of business and i'd yeah. be at home and just well like i said before i used to travel like every exactly. one or two months i would leave the country and go to another country and now i'm i've, I've been stuck here for one and a half year yeah. like for me, that's depressing. I'm being stuck in one place. Yeah. So right. I just w- really want to just leave again and just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then just come back because I really love Amsterdam, but I just need, like, my work is just somewhere else. It's just not here. So, yeah, for me, that's my struggle, what I have. But, yeah, mm. then maybe that's why I'm compromising with getting you, I don't know, 100% or 200% social. Yeah, but you're social anyway. Yeah, but like maybe, I don't know, maybe it's because I miss. Yeah. You compensate. Let's hope hope the the long term reflection of it is quite easy and that everything picks up and everybody's happy again. Again, yes. We can go dancing (laughs) every week. We can get our DJ career going. Yeah. Yeah, don't forget about the podcast. Damn. So for next week, do we have any guests coming? Because yeah. now we kind of filled up all this shit time ourselves. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because next week actually is going to be so freaking exciting. Yeah, we already have two guests coming next week. Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a really be, fun uh, it's episode. Be, uh, do we want to spoil? Delicious. 
Um, yeah, it's gonna be very delicious. Looking at us like what the blindfolded double date. Yeah, exactly. Adi, Uncle Adi is gonna definitely uh, dim it down a little bit next week because it's definitely gonna be spicy. Do you want to spoil the guest or do you want to leave it as a surprise? Do we want to spoil? No, don't spoil it. Don't okay. spoil it. It's going to be too spicy. Well, that well be I can make it spicy possible. because like, we have two hottest chefs of Amsterdam coming up in our podcast next week. Yeah, is this too much spoiling or no? Because they still don't know who it is. No, they don't know who they are. So, I mean, they were here next week. Who those curious. two hot chefs are. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you got any ideas about staying sane in lockdown and not going on to antidepressants let us know <laughs> exactly i'm very curious you can always come to me natural wine is a perfect core perfect i uh, just medicine. wanted to say that fiasco wine, fiasco wine. <laughs> fiasco wine. once again come yeah, yeah, for your come best natural wines to fiasco wine Keeping me sane, sane since uh, 2014 or so, so. on the willemstraat one Forty-one in Amsterdam. You can even see our very classy podcast studio. Yep, we can give you a tour or anything. We would love to give it. <laughs> well, well, okay, guys. Okay, I think um, we're gonna it. get it here. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks and, for listening. Uh, we see, see you next, next week. week.